When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. It's the end of week 17. It's the end of the year 2022. That's good for the Browns. That's good for all of us. Uh, Zach Jackson, I'm going to do an Askin Jackson mailbag, just kind of state of things. If I sound like crap, I'm sorry. I'm still trying to shake this sickness. Um... I'm better. We'll see. We'll see Sunday if the Browns offense can be better. So a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of disappointment, obviously, that they're going to miss the playoffs again, that they're six and nine, that, you know, it's just a lot of problems. Um, That was embarrassing last week to to not put that Saints team away and then to not catch those balls at the end, you know, um, to not to only score one touchdown again. So um, it sums things up. You know, first and foremost, guys, um, I don't believe Kevin Stefanski is going anywhere. That's the highest level of things being passed around that that he is not going anywhere, that the Browns are running it back for another year. You know, there's a chance this is the right move, right? It's probably what was always in the plans. And again, we'll see what happens these last two games. Um, but, you know, all indications are it's not going to change that he's going to get a full year with Watson, that the Browns believe he's the man for the job, that this offense can be right. And, and when you look at it, maybe maybe that is, to me, the bigger concern is letting Andrew Barry and Paul DePodesta run another offseason because the Browns aren't good enough because they aren't good enough. They don't have enough good players. They don't. They've neglected or drafted poorly or just failed at key positions. Um, they're certainly not deep enough. You know, They're probably going to fire the defensive coordinator, and they'll say that'll fix it. Um, without any defensive tackles in the linebackers in the AFC North, good luck. With those two guys as your safeties, good luck, right? So um, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Look, for, for all the doom and gloom and for all the issues and concerns and, and how far behind you are, you know, the vibes can change quickly. It's going to be good weather Sunday in Washington. Um, so that's one more excuse out the window. This season's been about excuses and about waiting. And about pushing everything down the road. So maybe they go out and they score and they throw the ball around and they finish drives and they produce and they get the good vibes. Kevin Stefanski could use that. Browns fans could use that. Um, It's not out of the question. I mean, Washington's starting Carson Wentz. Washington has a great defense. They're in the playoff mix, the commanders. They they need to win both games to have a chance to make the playoffs. Obviously, the Browns are officially out. They've been out since they were three and seven. Um, This is, you know, again, Judging this, evaluating this, taking the temperature of this for now and going forward is hard because this is unprecedented. It was always about Deshaun Watson coming in. Um, and it certainly wasn't the offensive failures that put the Browns in that 3-7 and seven hole and sunk that season. It was a lot of the defense. It was historic meltdown versus the Jets. It was simply not stopping the run. Um, you add in some things where it just comes down sometimes, guys, to make a couple plays. 
and win the game. They didn't manage games great in those situations. Kicks didn't get made. Throws didn't get made. There was a lot to go around, and, and that's what it is, you know? Um, so many times it's just been lacking. Like, how many times all year, twice, did the Browns pin somebody deep with a punt and get the quick stop or the turnover, right? How many times in the fourth quarter was it score, force a turnover, or stop, and get it back and go do it again? Not not, not enough. So, um. You know, these are going to be close games. They're going to be wild games. There is a chance that Watson flips the switch and this team scores a lot of points and they win a couple games comfortably. A great, great, great quarterback does not fix the game management problems, the defensive roster problems, um, the too many cooks in the kitchen problem, I think. You know, just in ownership here, guys. I mean, let's the Jake Paul thing is one thing. They, they choose to put themselves out there and they look silly, but... I mean, this is 10 years of, of ownership. This this is what it is, right? And why do people have concerns? Well, they have concerns because the Browns are going backwards for the second straight year. But if they would lose three straight to end this season and the third would be in Pittsburgh, that gives Browns fans PTSD. We know what's happened there. We know what's happened. And, and frankly, I think that this ownership group is probably hesitant to pull the plug because it doesn't because it's scarred by past mistakes. I mean, Kevin Stefanski is 100 times the coaching in person that Hugh Jackson is, and the Browns are in better shape than they were then. They're just not good enough. They're in the middle. They have major questions, and they've done nothing to me with roster acquisition or with game management to show they're on the verge of a breakthrough. They're all in on Deshaun Watson, and maybe he goes turbo speed forward, and maybe that breakthrough comes. Uh, We'll see. This is Friday morning. We haven't heard from Miles Garrett yet um, on his suspension last week. You know, evaluating Miles is always tough because he's so darn talented because we see in glimpses what he's capable of. You know, and nobody has 30 sacks a year, right? Could he have more? Should he have more? Should he ever talk about defensive player of the year when his team has a losing record? And frankly, when he's not the best defensive player in his own division most years, every year, right? He's clearly not the defensive player this year of the year this year. If you watch Nick Bosa, if you watch Micah Parsons, um, Miles is his own cat. Miles is probably tired of the losing. And undoubtedly, if you're listening to this, you are too. We'll see. You know, we asked Joe Woods on it yesterday. A, he's not going to answer anything just like Stefanski is. And B, does his opinion matter much if he's only going to be here two more weeks? So we will hear from Miles on what happened, on if he wants to be here. Um, Trading him is just not something that should be realistic. The Browns are in on this team. The Browns have next year with this team to go for it. Um, So they recoup some first round picks. Well, you know, they made the decision to give up those picks. They said, we don't need them. They said, we're ready to win. So, you know, you don't get better when Miles Garrett walks out the door. And frankly, like Denzel Ward did not have his A game in the beginning of this year. Denzel Ward has played very well since coming back from the injury. Um, I keep saying Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett aren't the problem, guys. They, They take a lot of the heat. They make a lot of money. They've been here. They're they're great players. They're capable of being great. I get all that. The problem is the other guys aren't good enough. The problem is this team hasn't drafted a Pro Bowler since Nick Chubb. You know, the problem is this team has invested in running back, in offensive line, in an identity. And now it's like their identity lists. The offensive line is not the dominant group that it's been. The running game is not the dominant group that it's been. Kareem Hunt, that that's over, right? Dearness Johnson hasn't played at all this year. Um, one of the few things you can accomplish here at the end of the season 
is you can maybe play Jerome Ford. And I don't think Jerome Ford's ever going to be a starting running back. He's a smaller guy. But, man, he's shown on kick return he's got some juice to him. They say they drafted him because he can catch the ball well because he's fearless. He's shown that a little bit on special teams. You know, he's got to get in. they got to play. they got to evaluate these guys. So, we'll see. Um, they re-up Jack Conklin, which they thought they needed to do. They, you, they've First of all, you have to pay a premium to get tackles. This team doesn't have many resources available. Um, you know, a toughness and intelligence that Jack Conklin brings are hard to find. They wanted to get ahead of the market. So they knew somebody was going to pay Jack Conklin if they didn't. Um, we'll see. He's he's had major injuries in his career. He's going to be 29 next year. We'll see if that pays off. Look, when the Browns have an offensive line that, that's humming, um, when the Browns have the run game humming, we know what they can do. And, and with this Watson trade, they've said, okay, here we go. We're going to be something that we haven't been before. But also the receiving core isn't good enough. You know, you don't want to judge guys on their rookie year. And so that's for Bell, that's for Woods, that's for Dalen Baldwin, you know, who looks a little bit like an NFL player and credit to him coming out of the practice squad ready. Um, but you're not scaring anybody. Even Peoples Jones has had a great year. You know, he makes tough catches and he's taking a leap. He doesn't separate from anybody. He's not a number one receiver in this league. Mark Cooper's got 40 million more guaranteed. He's had a really good year. He's let him down in a couple moments, but that's a great pickup. He's a pro's pro. Uh, he'll give you another year and a half, two years of, of being an a, a player. And they need that. Uh, he gets hurt. They're really screwed. So, again, I, I don't have any faith. And, you know, eventually it, or at some point, at a lot of points, the results matter. And so that doesn't mean that you don't have a step back or whatever. I don't see this this organization, this team as adaptable, as flexible, as you know, when's the last time they just won a game that was could have gone either way? <laughs> you know, I, I know they throttled the Bengals and that was complete and whatever. And then they came out after a bye week and embarrassed themselves. And that to me was showed that they've gone backwards. So it's been an embarrassing year. Um, and the Jake Paul thing last week is embarrassing for an organization that always embarrasses himself. And so um, if people take exception to that, you know, I don't know. I look at the standings. And the Browns have to play these last two games to get themselves out of last place. Four straight years in third, and now they're in last trying to get back to third. It's not a roster that's an AFC contender. This is tough times. It is. It is. The bar has been raised. The bar is supposed to be raised. You're supposed to be a hard grader. You're supposed to want your team to succeed. And uh, I don't know. I think when you bring guys back, your coach, your GM, I mean, it's the first chief strategy officer who should be on the hot seat because nobody else has this, right? Um, when guys start seasons on the hot seat, what happens 75% of the time? You guys already know the answer to that question. All right, let's get to the, um, questions here. Question from Ken. Do the Browns let guys sit out practice for rest more than any team in the league? No. Um, this is again, something, this is something that when you're mad at the Browns, you look for th things to get mad about. Like sometimes people go into the game thinking Stefanski's going to throw 33 times. And a lot of times they're right, but no. Teams rest their veteran players. Um, practice at this time of year is condensed. It's 45 minutes long. It's 75 minutes long. It's all charted. Um, you know, Miles and Clowney and Amari Cooper and Jack Conklin and Joel Batonio getting days off through the week is like list number 562 on the list of Brown's problems. So, um, no, that's, that's not it. Question from Dave. 
if Kevin gets the axe, and he's probably not, but the question is, if Kevin gets the axe, does Watson have a say in the next coach hire, assuming that not getting a say causes initial disappointment in Houston? Yeah, I mean, to go back to that, Dave, I think they traded DeAndre Hopkins. They were losing, you know, and then obviously there was the other layer. Um, of course, Watson would have a say. Like, the Browns handed this guy the keys to the kingdom, right? Just in theory, they did. They you know, nothing about the philosophy or personality of the guys in charge says we're ready to take on Deshaun Watson. And that's part of the reason these eight, nine months have been so awkward. But yes, when, when you give a guy the largest guaranteed contract in history, then yes, you give him all the power. I mean, he's here for four more years. And again, this is why I'm not convinced that Kevin is the answer, because these players, for the most part, are not going anywhere. It's a lot easier to replace the coach, right, when you have these guys under contract, but in general with, with Deshaun, yeah, he has the power. So, you know, what does that mean? And he, we know he said the right things. I came here because of Kevin's defense. Yeah, no, you came here for two hundred thirty million million, right? Like that's an outright lie, but what's he supposed to say? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if this job were to open, offensive coaches would want it, you know, and people say Sean Payton, well, you know, we don't, A, know that Sean Payton's a sure thing. B, we don't know that Sean Payton will want to work for the Haslam's or in Cleveland specifically for the Haslam's. And C, it's not realistic because Sean Payton's under contract and you're going to have to trade for him when the Browns gave up all their picks. But as far as Watson having the leverage and, and Watson calling the shots here, yes. Yes. So, again, we don't think it's going anywhere. And we're totally acknowledging that a good offensive performance and a good win Sunday changes the vibe and just puts it back to, you know, why couldn't the Browns put this together all year? Why has it been so hit and miss? So question from Tom, should we expect anything but the Browns to disappoint in 23 and to see the Haslam's fire everyone again? Uh, as currently constructed, no, that should be exactly what you expect, and we'll see. They can show it differently. Um, question from AC, asking Jackson, if you could bring in the top-rated player for a position, whether already in the NFL or a draftee, what position would you target to help get the Browns to the next level? Um, well, you know, it's obvious defensive tackle. They have the worst group in the league. Um, when you get ready to watch the playoffs, every team has at least one killer linebacker. You know what? Um, and, again, the Browns in the big picture are not good enough at receiver. They're fine there right now. And, and Cooper and Peoples-Jones have had good years. They're good players. Um, but it would have to be defensive tackle. And I think this is one of the things. Um, the Browns get pick 40 or 42 or whatever, however it works out. You know, can Andrew Barry spin that into a veteran tackle and push forward this win-now win now mode? And then the new coordinator has Miles, has a veteran defensive tackle. Um, gets some more juice in the linebacking core, maybe or maybe not, gets Clowney back. You know, then then you're working with something. So um, we will see how that goes. Scrolling more Sean Payton questions. Um, <coughs> this is an interesting one. I didn't see this strong before from Johnny. If Stefanski is asked to change two coordinators and cede some offensive control, is there a real chance he is not on board and asks to be fired? No, I, you know, I think you get a little ahead there, Johnny, I think, but you ask a fair question. Um, the vibe I get is organizationally they're going to move on from Joe Woods. You know, I'm guess is Kevin going to push back on Mike Prefer and try to keep him? I don't know. I'd be guessing there. We'll see. Is the offensive stack going to come back intact? I'm not sure about that. I don't know the contract situations, but I'm not sure Van Pelt and Petzing will be back, and I am sure 
The Petsing, he interviewed for an O's coordinator job last year. He will at least interview again, if not be the number one or two choice of some guys who are going to get jobs. Now, how many jobs are going to open? You know, Denver's already open. Carolina, if they don't keep Steve Wilkes, that's open. Um, you know, Houston should be open. I don't know. Is Arizona going to be open? And they're not great jobs, but we'll see. We'll see how how all of that plays out. Um, you know, did I think, Johnny, from the start that there was potentially a dig-in situation here where things got so toxic with Watson and then if it was followed with a disappointing season that someone said, go ahead and get rid of me, sure. Now, do I get that vibe now? No. And, and like, the Browns liked this group because of alignment and you need the alignment. And, again, maybe for continuity's sake and maybe for what you believed in a year ago at this time that led you to this trade and led you to think you were close, that you need that continuity and you come back. But you can't have these guys thinking they're doing a good job. So that that's the thing. There, there is an arrogance to this group, to this team, that's won one playoff game um, since I was in middle school. You know, and there has to be a landing spot in the reality of, okay, we do have some good things. We have made some good moves. We got Amari Cooper for nothing. We got Ethan Poshik for nothing. We have built a good offense here. Um, you know, that offense is intact now in January and has to score points. We do have some defensive pieces, right? So where, where do we go? So, again, this is not Ray Farmer. This is not Hugh Jackson. This is not the absolute clown show that this thing was uh, for so long. This is just right in the middle. So we'll see. I, I don't think that situation happens. I think it's a fair question. Question from Curtis. Do you think the Browns need to extend Stefanski in order to land a top-tier defensive coordinator? Would any top-tier defensive coordinator come here if the head coach is perceived as next year potentially being his last? The perception thing is is a potential issue, Curtis. That's it's, that's a good question. Um, you know, what what is the result going to be and what does an extension really mean? I mean, paying money to coaches and GMs to not work for them has never been the issue here, right? That's, that's gone on. Um, if it is a two- or three-way recruiting battle, not just for coordinator, but for the best assistants, for the guys that that coordinator brings, and a guy thinks that the guys are only going to be here six months or has hesitations about the ownership or the state of the organization, sure, that's real. We can only speculate on it. And it would, like everything else, it would be, what's the guy? What's the situation? Who else is bidding on him? You know, does that guy want to be here? Um, does that guy or his wife or his family or his potential linebackers coach, run game coordinator have ties here or really believe in this team? So it's a valid question and it's a concern, but it's nothing we can really answer with any substance until now. Um you know, a lot of questions, guys, about the overthrowing and then the, this report that this irresponsible journalism that DePodesta is calling the plays. I'm not getting into that. DePodesta is involved in the organization. The Browns are an analytics-driven organization. And Kevin has mismanaged some games and threw too much last week, right? But um, as for all of that stuff, you know, I, I think some of it is just in the moment not not making good decisions, more than there's some um, robotic pathway that's reaching, that's buzzing Kevin behind the ear and telling him to call vertical passes. I don't, I don't think that's um, question from Eric about Jed Wills this week. And is his back injury code for we want to see Hudson a left tackle? No, if he was healthy, he would play. 
Um, do they? Is it good for James Hudson potentially? You know, should the Browns get as many young guys in these last two games as possible? Yes. Do I think there's some grand conspiracy? No. Um, CJ asks about the Browns organizational reporting structure. Do Barry Stefanski and Deepa Dusta all report to Haslam individually? The way I understand it, yes, they do. Um, so <clears throat> I don't have a full answer on that, and we're obviously not privy to anything. But the way I understand the structure is, is yes, they do. Um, CJ, thanks for reading and, and listening. Um, here's an interesting one I didn't see before either. Asking Jackson, why do we constantly want the GM and head coach fired? It's been proven that consistency in coaches and GMs lead to sustained success, but the minute we have a bad season, we scream for heads. Why can't we recognize what this season was and move forward? It was always lost. Nick, you you raised some decent points and you asked some decent questions here. Um, when you say it's proven that consistency in coaches, GMs lead to sustained success, like they have consistency. This is the first time they've had a third year. They went backwards again, right? So this group's talent acquisitions methods have not been good enough. This group making the Watson trade shows a misjudgment of the evaluation of the talent on this roster. Um, This group being willing to punt on a year of prime Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett shows at least a questionable ability to judge what, what an NFL season is really like. So again, have I ever come out and outright said, fire these guys? No. But, I mean, we have to meet in the middle. And the truth is, in the middle here, continuity is supposed to help. These guys have done a way better job than any of their predecessors have done. The Browns, with their investments in the O-line and the run game and in this team, have have made some progress and have, you know, but they're a third-place team. They might be a fourth-place team. Um the big bet is on the future with Watson and the offense hitting a gear it's never found. But, you know, is this offensive line still as good? Can we find him the receiving core to get to that next level? Are guys going to catch the big passes? You know, um, is the game going to be managed well enough to win a few and navigate this and be on the right side of things here in late December instead of the wrong side of things? Because this is two straight years they've gone backwards, and two straight years in December they've not only lost, but there's been all sorts of drama involved with it, right? And everything from game management to player discipline to whatever. So, um, yeah, Nick, I mean, I've, I said all along, continuity is supposed to matter, and we're supposed to see it here. And Kevin himself said, on and off the record, we need this full offseason is going to be great for us. The Browns stink. You know, again, John Johnson, $12 million next year. Guaranteed. Grant Delpit, last year of his contract, they have nobody else at safety. They have nobody at linebacker. They play in the AFC North and have nobody at defensive tackle. Right? We don't know what's going on with Miles. Greg Newsom and JOK look like world beaters as rookies. The offensive line in 2020 looked like a dominant group. It's a slightly above average group right now. And all of all of them make a lot of money, except the center who's going to be a free agent, probably comes back, makes more money. We'll see. Question from Coach Drew about firing Joe Woods. Yeah, I mean, we've been there. It, it, I'll be surprised. And we'll revisit this the next two Mondays. But I'll be surprised if it's on the second Monday. It isn't Joe Woods and most of the defensive staff fired. So 
Um, and then Connor asks, do we know which third round pick in 2023 is going to Houston because the Browns have their own and they have the compensatory from Quazy <clears throat> going to, be, we don't know that Connor, uh, we'll get resolution on that here, uh, after the season. But I, I did a little Googling and a little asking around and we don't know that answer now. So, um, yeah. Oh, and then Aaron asks, is there anything you'd want to see in these last two games that would make you feel better about where the team is at? Yeah. I mean, we, I, I tried to make sure I started with that, Aaron. Like, I, I want to see the offense score multiple touchdowns. You know, I want to see not just a hot start, but an adjustment and a response in the third quarter. You know, one of these drives where Watson's had had two nice drives in each of the last few games in the second half. I want to see more than one of them finished with a touchdown. You know, um, you, you want to see the Browns manage their way to either staying in a game or creating some space and, and putting it away. You just want to see good football. They haven't played good football. They beat the Ravens. You know, Tyler Huntley. The Ravens didn't score a touchdown. So they beat the Texans. I mean, my God, they beat Kyle Allen. And again, we're, we're judging all this through the unprecedented circumstances of a quarterback didn't play for two years. He didn't play for 11 games. They changed on the fly. But the Browns have just so rarely played good football in complete, thorough games in what appears to be well-managed and well-executed games. That's what I want to see. Because if I don't see it, I'm going to have even less belief in this group. And I have very little belief in this group right now. I'd like to cover a winner. I know you guys would root for one. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on Civilized Barking.